Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Wow. July is flying by. We're already halfway through it. July 15th, holy heck. Yesterday was Bastille Day. Kind of a similar situation going on in Cuba and uh, not much being done about it by the President of the United States and the Biden administration. In fact, they can't even admit that it's, it's communism. That's killing the people of Cuba. We're going to get into that very shortly. Lots and lots of content, uh, lots of things. Uh, if you've got several Democrats who are actually praised, he praised Cuba, uh, Bernie Sanders, oddly enough, and Barack Obama. Uh, Jen Psaki can't even uh, recognize that the reason why there are protests is because uh, the evil of communism in Cuba and it's killing people. Also, we have two special guests today, two huge special guests today. Pennsylvania State Senator Doug Mastriano going to be talking to us about the effort to audit the vote, the 2020 election, and the fight that he is going with the, uh, the, the governor and the secretary of state. They don't want it to happen. Why? Why? All they want to do is true the vote. That's all they want to do. And then uh, Newsmax own Chris Salcedo is going to be joining me on the show in just a few. Independent media has confirmed the arrest of at least 5,000 people since protests against communism erupted in Cuba on Sunday. The uh, social media has been shut down in Cuba, and this is what uh, this is what communist regimes do: they shut down communication, they arrest, and they murder. Human rights group uh, Cuban Prisoners Defenders submitted a list of 162 people to the United Nations on Wednesday suspected of being the victims of forced disappearances, meaning their families have reported them missing. But police have not confirmed their arrest. Cuban police regularly detain individuals perceived to be opposed to the Communist Party for participating in peaceful protests, practicing journalism, or being involved with religious groups not controlled by the party. The Cuban Observatory for Human Rights, a non-governmental organization, revealed in a report published this month that Cuba has enacted over 30,000 arbitrary arrests against perceived dissidents in the last five years. The Cuban Independent News Outlet, 14E Media, I don't know, I can't, sorry, I don't speak Spanish, uh, reported on Wednesday that it could confirm citing civil society organizations over 5,000 people imprisoned or under investigation as a result of Sunday's protests, among them a disproportionate number of journalists and pro-democracy activists. Now, in the United States of America, we have journalists who have the First Amendment protection to actually investigate and tell the truth and all that, but they choose to toe the party line. In Cuba, if you try to do anything but the party line, you are thrown in jail. 
It's really sad. It's really sad and pathetic, to be quite honest. Black Lives Matter is blaming cruel and inhumane U.S. embargoes for Cuba's unrest, by the way. Yeah, this is Black Lives Matter. This is the Marxist terrorist organization. Black Lives Matter accused the U.S. of causing the instability with its embargoes, which have caused pain and suffering for Cubans for 60 years, and a message which was branded worse than embarrassing. Senator Marco Rubio slammed the statement, said the extortionist ring known as Black Lives Matter organization took a break today from shaking down corporations for millions and buying themselves mansions to share their support for the communist regime in Cuba. Go live there, please. Go live there. All right, Patrice Cullors, instead of buying a million dollar homes in white neighborhoods, go live in Cuba in a slum for a while. In a post shared to its 4.5 million Instagram followers, Black Lives Matter said Black Lives Matter condemns the U.S. government's inhumane treatment of Cubans, went after the embargo and all that, even though any other country can trade with them. But it's all on us. It's all on us. Black Lives Matter said that without the money, it's hard for Cuba to acquire medical equipment needed to develop its own COVID-19 vaccines. Yeah, that'll happen. (laughs) And equipment for food production. This comes in spite of the country's strong medical care and history of lending doctors and nurses to disasters around the world. Meanwhile, Doctors Without Borders does that all the time. The United States leaders have tried to crush this revolution for decades instead of international amity. Uh, Respect and goodwill, the U.S. has only instigated suffering for the country's 11 million people, of which four are black and brown, of course. Cuba has historically demonstrated solidarity with oppressed peoples of African descent from protecting black revolutions like Asata Shakur through granting her asylum to supporting black liberation struggles in Angola, Mozambique, Guinea, Bissau, and South Africa. By the way, in case you wanted to know, uh, Shakur is a former member of the Black Liberation Army. She was convicted of being an accomplice in the murder of state trooper Werner Forster in 1973. Wow. Yeah, that's Black Lives Matter. Here is Jen Psaki yesterday, not even acknowledging. This is, this is sad. We should be, be able to say communism is evil. That is what the press secretary should say. Communism is evil and it must be stamped out. But instead, she tiptoed around it. And as the administration tries to figure out the root causes of migration to the country, don't we know that the reason people want to leave Cuba is because they don't like communism? We- and so as you're trying to figure out, like what the processes are uh, for these people who want to leave Cuba. This is Peter Ducey, by the way. He's, uh, other than uh, Emerald Robinson, one of the only reporters, actual reporters in the room. Just- but, but I'm not sure what your question is. You guys. Do you not, what, do you not understand English? Do you not understand English? Let me, let me just repeat what he said there and see why she's tipping her head like a little poodle uh, hearing the word treat. Has to figure out the root causes of migration to the country. I don't uh, we know that uh, the reason people want to leave Cuba uh, is because they don't like communism. We, and so as you're trying to figure out like what the processes are uh, for these people who want to leave Cuba. Just, but, but, I'm not sure what your question is. Oh, boy. You guys. Why are people leaving Cuba, or what is the process for them getting here? I can explain either of them, but you tell. Oh, me now she's that. getting snarky. Do you think that people are leaving Cuba because they don't like communism. I think we've been pretty clear. That no, we- you have not. You have been very opaque, actually. You think people are leaving Cuba, or not leaving Cuba, or protesting in the streets all as well because uh, they are opposed to the oppression, to the mismanagement of the government in the country. <laughs> and we certainly support their right to protest. We support uh, their efforts to speak out against their treatment in Cuba. 
How about supporting the Cuban people as they attempt to overthrow an evil regime? How about that? How about that? What she's doing just there is she's parroting this stupid lie that the Democrats have been touting for decades that, you know, communism uh, actually works, uh, but it hasn't been done properly. Well, communism and socialism left 100 million people dead last century. Okay, that's what she just said. She said they're mismanaging it. No, the type of government they have is morally and intellectually bankrupt. And here is Bernie Sanders praising... Fidel Castro's revolution. Now, hundreds and thousands of people have died. Hundreds of thousands have been imprisoned. And people are starving and living in slums in Cuba. Here is Bernie Sanders back, this might have been in the 70s, praising the revolution. You may recall way back in, what was it, 1961, they invaded Cuba. And everybody was totally convinced that Castro was the worst guy in the world. All the Cuban people were going to rise up in rebellion against Fidel Castro. They forgot that he educated their kids, gave them health care, totally transformed the society. Wow. Honestly, if you have to mince your words about evil, you are a sick human being. Here is Barack Obama a couple years ago praising Cuba. I think for your generation, you should be practical and just choose from what works. You don't have to worry about whether it neatly fits into socialist theory or capitalist theory. You should just decide what works. And I, I said this to President Castro in Cuba. I said, look, you've made great progress in educating uh, uh, young people. Uh, Unbelievable. Unbelievable. We know that there are hundreds of thousands of people rotting in prisons in Cuba because they spoke out. Every child in Cuba gets a basic education. Yeah, basic education. They get basic education so they can read the party propaganda. That's that's a, a huge improvement from where it was. Unreal. Medical care. Wow. Uh, no, their, their health system uh, is terrible. The, the, the life expectancy of Cubans is equivalent to the United States, despite it being a very poor country because they have access to health care. That's a huge achievement. Unbelievable. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? Uh, here is Pitbull. I actually like Pitbull's music. Um, I'm not a big rap dude, you know, but uh, Pitbull is a really, really good, uh, classy, stylish, cool dude. He's also Cuban-American. This is a message to the world. We need to stand up, step up, but if you don't understand what's going on, then you need to wake the fuck up. Not only is this a Cuba event, a Cuba thing, this is a world event. Amen. This isn't about politics. This is about saving lives. Okay, there you go. Uh, let's move on here to, uh, oh, this is actually a, a Cuban in Florida protesting. Uh, my name is Adrian Ortega. I'm uh, born and raised in Cuba. Came here to the United States when I was 18 looking for freedom. Medical supply, uh, the pandemic, COVID, that was just the ice on the cake. That was the tipping point for years and years. Our healthcare system has been free. Yeah, our state department uh, and an official said the reason why they're protesting is because they couldn't get the COVID vaccine. But it has a lie. No quality at all. Uh, education has been free, but there was no quality at all. Yeah, education is free, but it's terrible. Like everything, infrastructure, everything in Cuba, it's it's at the lowest limit right now. That's what we're seeing it right now. But it's always been low, and people got tired of it. That's uh, freedom, by the way. 
They're chanting freedom. Yeah, they, Liberta, uh, it is uh, freedom, not uh, vaccine. It doesn't say vaccine. It says freedom. They, they want their freedom. I want to go to a special guest we have online, and uh, we're going to get online in a second here. Doug Mastriano is leading and asking and going to get a an audit of the 2020 election in the state of Pennsylvania, a state that is notorious for election fraud. It is. It's known. It's actually a punchline. It's like in Chicago. Everybody knows it's there, and all he is asking is that we audit some of the irregularities that happened in the state of Pennsylvania. And he's getting blowback from the, the left of center governor and Attorney General has ordered counties not to comply. So with that said, let's give Doug a call real quick here, get him on the line, because he's a pretty, uh, pretty amazing guy. Hey, how's it going, partner? I'm good, brother. How's things going on your end? It must be, I mean, it, it can't get any bigger than this. Jeez, uh, that hyperbole yesterday, you're absolutely right. It's very dangerous rhetoric from that, uh, that side of the aisle. Ridiculous. Doug, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for uh, joining me. Uh, I found it very interesting that voter integrity laws are being passed in Texas and Georgia, and Joe Biden chose to go to Pennsylvania to talk about voter integrity laws when that's not happening. You're just asking for a, uh, a validation of the ballots. All I'm asking for is a forensic investigation, which is my purview under the U.S. Constitution, Article 1, Section 4, Paragraph 1, that the manner and conduct of elections are the purview of the state legislative bodies. And that Joe Biden to come here and throw around these, these, this hyperbole, this ridiculous nonsense, that this is like a greater threat than the American Civil War. And what an insult to those veterans who gave their lives for a new birth of freedom. You know, you and I live near Gettysburg, and yeah. 50,000... 158 years ago, last week, about 50,000 casualties in a three-day battle, bloodiest place in North America. What a complete insult to the sacrifice of so many good people that were trying to defend their Constitution. And you can't conflate the two. I mean, they, he needs to dial it down. There is nothing wrong with having transparency in government. And just because that they like an outcome, this doesn't mean it will affect the outcome. It's taking a hard look at what happened in the last two elections. No big deal. I don't know how how much lower they can sink, to be quite honest, uh, because we've had all sorts of comparisons. The the unarmed insurrection at the January 6th uh, at the Capitol is the worst thing, uh, worst attack on the Capitol since 1812. You know, you've got uh, you've, uh, voter integrity laws are Jim Crow on steroids. I mean, where do they go? Where do they go from here, Doug? And, and they're so they're, they're, they're lying because the weather underground, I believe, set off a bomb in the, in the Capitol it was in the 80s. Uh, we had uh, the separatists uh, shoot up the, the gallery, I think, yeah. in the 70s. Uh, yeah. People can Google this here. And uh, it was very awful, about $300,000 worth of damage to the Capitol in, in the 80s with that bomb attack from a left-wing radical group, by the way. And so to conflate these two is ridiculous. I'm getting tired of, of this whole conversation of insurrection and all that. You know, it's, it's seriously, this is out of control. We need to have a uniter in this country, and Joe Biden and his party are exploiting people's fears. Thankfully, only a small segment believe this nonsense, but it's being perpetuated by, by the media. They're not calling him out. It's very irresponsible and reckless. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing wrong with restoring people's faith in the elections by asking for and conducting a forensic investigation. There is nothing conspiratorial about that. It's going to be fact-based. It's going to be science-based. And let the chips fall where they may. This overreaction by little Josh Shapiro and, and Governor Wolf and, and now, of course, President Biden here, it just betrays the fact that are they really afraid of something? Well, you also mentioned that more than half of Pennsylvania voters are asking for this. And that's just the thing here. You know, they talk about democracy. You know, as you and I spoke off, this is not a democracy. This is the Constitutional Republic. But I'll use the words. 
So in this democracy, which they like to cite so much and constantly, and to the democracy for which it stands, it's actually, you know, Republican. <laughs> that means you, you go with the majority voice of the people in a democracy. You're going to use their form of government. And so, therefore, since the majority of the people in Pennsylvania, from polls that I had nothing to do with, several polls, even CNN, then, it, then it's our duty and responsibility to answer their calls for a look at the past two elections. It should not be a big deal. Stop politicizing everything, Democrats. Yeah. Let's put this to rest once and for all. Let's take a look and, you know, and prove me wrong. You can rejoice and say, Master Andrew, I told you. So that was a waste of money and, and time. Like, like Democrats actually care about taxpayer dollars, though. That's interesting. They even talk about it. You yeah. waste of money to do a forensic investigation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, considering they just spent $100,000 on two private jets to fly legislators out of, out of Texas with a case of beer. And they chose really bad beer. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not a big Miller like that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, come on, man. That, you know, they, they made it. They made their flight seem like it was Martin Luther King going to Selma when really it looked like a bunch of college students going on spring break. <laughs> I know, and I, I recollect, Rob, all my rallies last year, you know, and, and we saw Mastriano, super spreader, no masks, no social distancing. Okay, that, that by federal law, these those, those Texans needed to have masks on in that airplane, and they were violating federal law. You know, if, if that was a bunch of Republicans, that's all you hear about from the oh. media. You know, incest reporting about how dangerous and reckless that was. I'm just tired of duplicity and, and the hypocrisy. It's yeah, ridiculous. and then and then they get on they get on Capitol Hill and they sing the wrong lyrics to "We Shall Overcome," and it sounded like a, it sounded like a bad version of a, of an office birthday party song. You know, it was just bad. <laughs> When I was with the 3rd Infantry Division at Fort Stewart, Georgia, the Rock and Amar Division, a very story division, they're, they're, we have a division song that we sing every morning at 6.30. I thought that was the worst thing I ever heard in my life, but the Democrats <laughs> proved me wrong yesterday in the Capitol. I was like, what the heck was that? Yeah, yeah. But you know what? <laughs> yeah, it, it was really bad. It was too much Miller Lite. Um, but, you know, <laughs> the thing is, though, it's interesting. He's talking about voter integrity laws. He could have gone to Georgia. He could have stayed in D.C. and uh, and show you know showcase the uh, Democrats there. Instead, he left that up to Kamala Harris. But he chose to come to Pennsylvania because he and the Democratic Party are panicked about Pennsylvania. Let's face the facts. That's what's happening. So what did they got to hide? And you're right. It, it was the wrong place to come to. You know, I'm a I'm a state senator with constitutional powers of oversight. Where you know the Governor Wolf does think he's you know a monarch. He has acted as a tyrant. We rolled back those powers thanks to the the vote of the people back in May. But him and Josh Shapiro think they can just impugn and do whatever they want. No, they can't. There's accountability. We, we do have three portions of the government here, and I'm one of the three. We're co-equal branches, by the way, even though they don't act like it. So we're going to take a look. He should have gone. If that was his issue, you're right. It should have been Georgia or, or <laughs> elsewhere. But Pennsylvania, of all places. So it just kind of wonder, are you returning to the scene of the crime? I mean, exactly yeah. what are you trying to withhold from us? 100%. I, that's exactly what I thought. Now, Doug, finally, I know you're very busy. Uh, where do you go from here? You are protected by the Constitution. You can constitutionally pursue this, uh, this audit. Uh, you've got people, the AG and everybody saying they're going to stop it. I know you mentioned to me the last time I talked, they said you had to be challenged and everything a couple of months. Um, how do you feel about that today? It's going to happen. I mean, I'm gonna, we're going to do a voting session, I'll, you know, assuming I get a quorum and a majority of votes. And I do have the votes, by the way. I'll issue subpoenas to three counties, two of which were Republican, by the by. And then we'll pursue it and let Josh Shapiro and, and, and gang take us to court. That That's fine. That's part of our system. And uh, I... I I relish the opportunity to, to be exonerated and have the court say, yes, the Senate does have subpoena powers for oversight. Yeah, for yeah. Art, you know, Article 1, Section 4, Paragraph 1. 
in the U.S. Constitution. We can do this, and we will. Yeah, and I would suggest you lock the uh, doors on the Capitol uh, to keep Democrats from fleeing to Virginia. (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully, we don't have the similar rules. You you know, compare this, was it Washington State when Republicans fled last year? Yeah. But they stayed in state. They just went home. And, you know, and how the media coverage of that was like, these, these people are undermining our republic, right? <laughs> yes. Democracy. Yeah. But the, the, the Texans are like some great heroes. Kamala Harris comes out and welcomes. And it's like, really? They, they, my big sacrifice, my first meal on the, uh, you know, in hiding was a Caesar salad and a Coca-Cola <laughs> that one rep. So I'm like, what the heck? These people, they just have no clue what sacrifice and service oh, is. I think about the men and women yeah. serving around the world, missing yeah. families and coming back wounded or not at all. And, that, you know, and to celebrate these people as some kind of heroes, give me a break. Unbelievable. Well, uh, Godspeed, brother. I, I wish you the very best. We're behind you 100%. And, uh, and I, I know the reason why he went to Pennsylvania yesterday in such a panic mode with such uh, just inflammatory speech was because they're terrified of something. So that's what I believe. You know, and the irony is being lectured by Joe Biden from the Democrat Party, the party that upheld slavery. That's a fact. I'm sorry, Democrats, you hurt your feelings. That's a fact that the party that founded the KKK through uh, Nathan Forrest, uh, Bedford Bedford Forrest, Forrest, yeah, yeah. Uh, the segregation laws, yeah, yeah, and on and on and on. It was Republicans yeah. that, that made equality possible in the United States. And the Republicans, to this day, stand for life on the right side of history. So let's get our facts straight on that side. All right, my brother. Maybe we'll meet in Gettysburg sometime. I hope so. God bless. Thanks for having me on, brother. Hi, right, buddy. See you. He's a good guy, uh, Doug Mastriano, a uh, state senator from the state of Pennsylvania. Really awesome guy. Yesterday, I had uh, a marathon day. I was in the studio, in my home studio, uh, starting at 6 o'clock in the morning, and I didn't finish up until almost 9 o'clock last night with an appearance on Cortez and Pellegrino. I could not leave the house. I had too much on my plate, and the last thing I needed to do was go to the post office. Uh, I do business at home, and I use Stamps.com. Stamps.com is going to save you money and, more importantly, time. Mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your computer. Send letters, ship packages, pay less, a lot less, with discounted rates from USPS and UPS. Print official postage and shipping labels 24-7 without having to leave your desk or buy any fancy office equipment. All you need is your computer and a standard printer. That's it. Once your mail is ready, schedule a pickup or drop it off. It's that simple. And you can also get great deals like up to 40% off USPS postage and 66% off UPS shipping rates. Unbelievable. And with their switch and save feature, you can quickly compare carriers to find the best rates every time. So what I need you to do is I need you to go to stamps.com. There's no risk. Use my promo code, which is Newsmax. You get a special offer that includes a four-week trial, uh, plus free postage and a digital scale. You're getting the exact postage you need on everything. No long-term commitments or contracts. So go to stamps.com today. Click on that microphone at the top of the homepage. Type in Newsmax. Stamps.com, promo code Newsmax. Stamps.com, never go to the post office again. On the heels of the visit with Doug Mastriano, new evidence is indicating, and this is according to Margot Cleveland of The Federalist, new evidence indicates that more than 10,300 illegal votes were cast in Georgia in November 2020, general election, a number that will continue to rise over the next several months, potentially exceeding the 12,670 votes that separated Joe Biden and Donald Trump. 
As Jake Evans, a well-known Atlanta election lawyer, told uh, this person who wrote the article, outside of a 30-day grace period, if people vote in a county in which they are no longer reside, their vote in that county would be illegal. Mark Davis, the president of Data Productions, Inc., did a study. He identified 35,000 Georgia voters who indicated they moved from one Georgia county to another, then voted in the 2020 general election in the county from which they moved and also in the county they live in presently. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, approximately 35,000 Georgians who indicated that they have moved from one county to another more than 30 days before the election of the general election as of May. More than 10,000 had updated their voter registration, providing the Secretary of State the exact address they had previously provided to the USPS. Those same 10,000 individuals also cast ballots in the county in which they previously lived. Stacey Abrams, anyone? She encouraged this. Uh, Davis says these issues were absolutely systematic. They occurred in every county in the state, in every state house, state senate, and in every congressional district in the state. The evidence is becoming overwhelming. It is. It is. Just pay attention. Wake up. For some odd reason, our DHS secretary has never said anything, never said to uh, Central and South American countries or Mexico, don't come here. You will not be allowed to enter the country. He's never said a thing about it. Never said a thing about it. Now you have the people of Cuba who are crying freedom. And 5,000 have been arrested. And many people are going to try to escape Cuba so they don't get murdered by the government. But here is your DHS secretary yesterday with an actual moment of clarity that he has not given on the southern border. This risk is not worth taking. Allow me to be clear. If you take to the sea, you will not come to the United States. Unbelievable. This administration is on the wrong side of everything. And this is the most egregious thing. Sean Spicer talked to uh, Senator John Kennedy about uh, about Cuba and what Joe Biden is not doing about it. Well, I think it's pretty clear that uh, President Biden is not particularly interested in what's going on in Cuba and what's happening to the people of Cuba. Um, you know, life is full of contradictions, and what's happening in Cuba is both beautiful and disturbing to one's core. I mean, it's beautiful because we're seeing the people of Cuba... Um, demand their freedom. Uh, uh, The the, the thirst for freedom is innate. Uh, It's instinctive. It's part of the human condition. Castro promised the good people of Cuba they would be free if they put him in power. He lied. Uh, He lied about socialism. Socialism is just trickle-down poverty. And the people of Cuba have had enough. President Biden issued a press statement. I thank him for that, but That's not nearly enough. He needs to be on the phone with every leader of every democracy in the world. Yep. Canada, UK, uh, New Zealand, Australia, Japan, South Korea, India, every European nation. Uh, They need to stand together. They need to stand together daily. They need to demand change and, and declare their support for the people of Cuba. The president needs to be bringing all of America's cyber skills to Cuba to keep that internet open so the whole world can watch because the Castro regime is now starting to kill peaceful protesters. 5,000 have been arrested since Sunday. Most of them, many of them journalists. 
Greg Kelly talked to Devin Nunes about where is Biden on the Cuba situation. Well, look, I think right now, where the hell is the Biden administration? Amen. The only thing we've heard from them is something about peaceful protests. We've heard rumors about, oh, maybe this is COVID, that they're not getting vaccinated. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't blamed global warming yet. Oh, yeah. But this <laughs> is this is the one chance we've had in over 50 years to actually maybe get a regime change. The problem is, is that if you go back to Obama and Biden back in 16, you remember we had to watch Obama eating hot dogs with the Castro regime. So wow. the Democrats have been in bed with the Castro regime for a long time, and that's their problem is they got themselves stuck, and now they can't get themselves get themselves out. And also, look, the last- they admire Cuba. They admire Castro. Last 50 years, let's just face it. I mean, that's what my book is about. Uh, the Democratic Party has become a socialist party, so they're a little bit maybe in kindred spirits and such. Yeah, I think so. Here's a little bit more with uh, Devin Nunes talking to Greg Kelly. Well, look, I think it's they're trying to erase a little bit of history, right, because he should have made, come out and made a real strong statement because he knows what Obama did and, and the Obama-Biden administration. Uh, they did nothing to help this, this problem. Nope. They made it worse, and now you have people uh, living in absolute uh, nightmare there, uh, and they have been for a long time. But but look, here, here's the other thing. Here's what we heard just, I think it was this morning or, or last night, you had the, uh, the secretary of DHS come out and say that if you come by boat, you're going to be sent back. Unreal. Well, they're sure as hell not saying that about the border down on the, the Mexican border, Californian border uh, with Mexico. They're saying the opposite. They're Sick saying you know, refugee status. So it seems to me like you'd be there's a couple easy things you could do. One would be we're taking this immediately to the United Nations to make sure we protect the Cuban people. We're here for you. We don't want to see communism on our border. We want the Cuban people to be free. That's number one. The second thing you, you could say is, is that our Coast Guard will be out there if people have to flee because you're being oppressed. You can get in a boat, and we will pick you up if you make it into U.S. waters. Yep. That would be something very easy for us to say, and you can claim refugee status. You can. Wouldn't that be nice since we're taking refugees from everywhere across the world as long as you just come in to the to the U.S. border and claim that you're a refugee? So, look, Greg, I don't mean to get a little ticked off here, but it's, well, you should it's just be. outrageous. And, and what's happening to those people over there for multiple generations is, is an atrocity. And we ought to be ashamed of it that we've let this go on for this long. And the Biden administration ought to be doing more. At least those minimal steps that I just... They're not going to. It's sickening. It's disgusting. It is awful. Here is uh, Greg Kelly talking with Manny Diaz about uh, uh, the real reason Cubans are not going to be allowed into our country. This is clearly political. Why Why don't we have a consistent policy if we're going to shut our border at the, at the uh, uh, Texas border and the Arizona border and at that <laughs> southern border, then be consistent if we're going to do that at the sea. I'm, I'm in agreement that we cannot allow the regime to have a massive exodus, uh, to have another release of the valve of the pressure that's built up on the island, because we need the end of the regime. The Cuban people have spoken, and they've decided it's over, and they're done, and they want their freedom. They're not screaming for vaccines. They're not screaming for food. The word that's coming out of their mouth is libertad, which is freedom. They've asked the regime needs to leave, but we cannot have a mass exodus. But the policy needs to be consistent across the board. Why do we have a porous southern border where apparently this administration doesn't care, and yet they don't want Cubans coming? It, it might be political. It might be by the way of the results of the last election because of what, the way Cubans voted. Over 65% voted for President Trump. Aha! 
Uh, and they, they believe this may be part of the Republican base. Wow, that hit the nail on the head. And I have been preaching for years the reason why they want people coming in, streaming across the southern borders, is they want people uh, to be part of the dependent class. They want to bring them in. They want to give them health care. They want to give them uh, welfare, everything, and get them dependent on the government. And they expect them to vote Democrat. With regard to Cubans escaping, legitimately being a political dissonance they come here and they celebrate freedom and they're productive citizens and they vote republican wow kaboom let's talk about infrastructure the democrats are attempting to cram a 3.5 trillion dollar infrastructure bill through the congress it is going to cause our inflation to blow completely out of control it is going to cause our, our dollars to devalue. It is going to bankrupt our children. We are already bankrupt. And here is Sean Spicer talking to Senator John Kennedy about it. Look, Republicans aren't perfect, but there's so many people on the other side that are crazy. And, and they're being led by President Biden. I mean, I think the Americans who voted for President Biden thought they were getting the, uh, the, the second... If you're not mad, you are not paying attention. ...coming of, of Barack Obama. Instead, they've got the second cousin of Bernie Sanders. Um, I, I mean, think about it. I, I'm, I'm in shock. I mean, President Biden believes in bigger government, more taxes, Unreal. more spending, more debt, uh, weaker military, open borders, abortion on demand. I could keep going. Yeah. Um, I mean, his his mantra seems to be, we can't possibly spend too much. These numbers are breathtaking. His recent announcement, after spending $2 trillion on a coronavirus bill to revive the economy after it was already revived, now he wants to spend $3.5 trillion creating welfare for the middle class. $3.5 trillion is three thousand five hundred billion dollars we're going to run out of digits here unbelievable here is mark meadows talking with rob schmidt about the infrastructure bill well they're going to try to, to ram it through and and the reason why they're not talking about 3.5 trillion in a bipartisan way is because there's no appetite for that but even when you look at this uh what what's happening to uh main street um, america they're actually seeing a tax hike already you've covered it well you yep. you've uh, this is not the first time that you've addressed this yep. but you would think when they continue to start to dig and they they keep getting deeper and deeper that they'd quit digging i mean we've gotten to the point now where uh, this 3.5 trillion, we're going to start teaching our kids to count 1 billion 1, 1 billion 2, 1 billion 3, instead of 1, 2, 3. I mean, it's it's crazy DC math. And here's the, here's the reality of this. DC Democrat politicians believe that the money that people work hard for is actually theirs to control. And eventually you run out of other people's money. And indeed, Washington, D.C. has done that. Hopefully we won't uh, see this bill get through because inflation is hurting average Americans each and every day. Unbelievable. Have you been to the store lately? Unbelievable. And grocery stores or story are stocking up on non-perishables, uh, increasing their inventories by 25%. There's a reason for that. So in Texas, uh, Texas Democrats have fled the state. They're throwing a temper tantrum because they don't want uh, a, a voter reform. Uh, they don't want um, one person, one vote. They want to be able to cheat. 
that's what it's all about. It's not about racism. It's not make, about making it harder to vote. So they went to Washington, D.C. on a private jet with a case of bad beer and no masks. And Chris Salcedo lives in the heart of Texas. And he, of course, hosts the Chris Salcedo Show on Newsmax. Let's give him a call, shall we? Ah, there we are. Get his take. Chris, how are you, sir? Hey, y'all. I know you're really busy, dude, so I'll just uh, get to this right away. Uh, so what do you think about the uh, the Texas legislators applying to Washington, D.C.? Oh, I'm all for it. I, I, I'm all for it. I, I, I want them to stay there. They're the swamp. It's built for them. They should stay there. I don't want them in Texas. You know, I got to tell you, about the minute those socialists flew out of Texas, the average IQ of Texas went up by about 100 points. So, so look, I, I think Texas is better off with them there. That uh, You know, they're spending their time uh, kissing the rear ends of every socialist Democrat they can find, Camilla Harris and Nancy Pelosi. Actually, it takes more time to kiss Nancy Pelosi's rear end than, than it does uh, than it does Camilla Harris. But, I mean, I, either way, I mean, it's it, it just that's not the broader point. broader point is they belong there in the swamp. And that's where they should stay. And uh, let's just let's hope the the governor of the great state of Texas continues to call special session after special session after special session. And that the arrest warrants remain for their arrest so they won't set foot back in the state. We'll be better for it in the long run. Yeah. And uh, property values went up, too, by the way. Um, I thought a couple of things. First of all, they 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 saying we will overcome instead of the proper words. We shall overcome Uh, that made that then made them look like complete buffoons. But obviously, I think in the state of Texas, this whole stunt is is reflecting very poorly on them. I think it is, too. And they're being mocked. I don't know if you know who Gene Wu is. He's one of these uh, metrosexual uh, <laughs> leftists. Not only does he misspell his tweet, but he classifies himself as a fugitive. He says he likes walking down in Washington, D.C., where people recognize him and applaud him for what he's doing. <laughs> sure. and, and Rick Grinnell, yeah. who had a perfect tweet saying, gee, Texas Democrats love being recognized in the swamp in Washington, D.C. And that goes right back to where we started our conversation. That's where they belong. They're not Texans. They don't belong. Yeah, I think this is going to be a major uh, uh, face plant uh, on all of their parts. So special session after special session. I also heard that if that doesn't happen, they just revert to the pre-2016 election laws. Uh, Yes, but it will. This law will be law. This, This will go into law. They can only they can only stop it for a certain amount of time, but it will be law and it needs to happen. And you know what? The, the Democrats have d- done nothing but lie about this law. It expands voting hours. It doesn't yeah. contract them. It uh, allows for transparency to monitor the count. Yeah. I'm not sure why Democrats want to keep the count so secret. I'm not sure why Democrats don't want members of both political parties to be present to be able to monitor the count. Well, what the hell are they hiding? Yeah. I understand that they value their ability to cheat. And that's the reason why they're going to the mat for this. And they also want to, these Texas socialists want to enable the Democrats on the federal level for a, a federal takeover of our elections, yeah. which, by the way, Rob, as you know, will make our elections less secure, yep. easily hackable by China, Iran, and by, uh, let's say, oh, Russia. Yeah. But, of course, when you're China, Russia, and Iran, you want to make sure the Democrats can rig the election because you want Democrats in office because— America's easy pickings. Yes, yes. Uh, One more thing. I just talked to Doug Mastriano in in Pennsylvania. It was odd that Biden was talking about uh, these election laws that are being passed in places like Texas and Georgia. He didn't go to Texas or Georgia. He went to Pennsylvania where they're not even doing that. They're just talking about an audit of the vote. So to me, it was a desperate move by someone who is terrified. 
Yeah, absolutely. Audits in Arizona, audits in Pennsylvania. And then Mr. Biden goes there and says, this is the worst attack since the Civil War. <laughs> he's equating he's equating our bloodiest war where more Americans yeah. perished to voting integrity laws. It just shows you how hysterical and how passionate socialist Democrats are to cheat. All right, buddy. I appreciate your time. I know you're blasted busy. Continued success with your show. I watch it every day, my brother. Thank you, brother. Talk to you soon. I see you, Chris. All right, if you uh, haven't seen the show, Chris Salcedo's show is on at 5 o'clock Eastern time. He's one of the hardest working people I've ever known. He does a three-hour radio show, uh, and then he does a TV show every night, uh, and he's just a hell of a nice guy. <laughs> just, he really, really is. I, My fellow brothers and sisters on Newsmax are an, a wonderful group of people, and I feel like I've been welcomed to a family with them. They, uh, they have me on their shows all the time. I was on last night. Um, with Cortez and Pellegrino. I'm going to be on uh, John Bachman's show tomorrow. I'm going to be next week on the National Report. And it's just, it's wonderful. It is absolutely wonderful. All right, so we are running short on time. I want to get to a couple more things before we wrap up the uh, the day. Oh, the Olympics caught the stupid. You know, my, my sign-off every day is uh, don't catch the stupid. Well, the stupid is so much more, but with regard to covid and, you know, regulations, it's nonsense. Athletes who make it to the Olympic podium during the upcoming Tokyo Games will be tasked with draping their own medals around their necks as a precaution to protect against COVID. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Uh, the, the medals will not be given around the neck. They will be presented to the athlete on a tray, and then the athlete will take the medal, him uh, or herself. Okay, It will be made sure that the person who will put the medal on the tray will do so only with disinfected gloves so that the athlete can be sure that nobody touched them before. There will be no handshakes, and there will be no hugs during the ceremony. I mean, this is super stupid. It's a super stupid. This is a super spreader. This is a super stupid. The AP noted that the IOC had previously indicated that medalists and ceremony officials would need to wear masks. The outer reported medals are typically presented by an IOC member or a leading official in a sports governing body. Dear Lord in heaven. <laughs> I mean, wow. Just wow. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Sebastian Gorka had a, a terrific, a terrific appearance yesterday on Newsmax. And, you know, he's one of the Newsmax family. Uh, and he had this to say on Spicer and Company with, with our reporters. Now, the United States media is, um, they betray the First Amendment. They tow a party line voluntarily, unlike they do in Cuba. They have to. And if they stray from the party line in Cuba, 5,000 people are in jail since Sunday, many of them journalists, all right? So our American media is a disgrace, with the exception of a few, like Newsmax. Thank you very much. Here is Sebastian Gorka with American journalists as activists, and they should be ashamed. Yeah, look, uh, here's the good news. Uh, Newsmax is crushing it. The CNN, poor old Jake Tapper, fake Jake Tapper, has lost <laughs> 70% of his viewership. Brian Stelter, I think Brian Stelter... His, his AWOL, nobody even knows who he is or watches CNN. The market forces are dominating. People have had enough and they're switching off. They're going to talk radio like my show. They're going to Newsmax, you. The Newsmax Daily Podcast with Rob Carson on Apple Podcasts. Greg and everybody else in my Sunday show. Because they realize these are not journalists. They are activists and they are propagandists. Let's be clear. People are talking about voter suppression in America. After the last election, Sean, 
more people voted in the last election than ever voted in the history of the republic what are we talking about unbelievable you're exactly right sir i respect him greatly as well uh one more note here and this is a sad one the shutdown of our country has caused so much anguish and so much pain and so much devastation and it was all unnecessary School children have lost a year and a half, maybe even two years of school, of interaction. And to top it all off, U.S. drug overdose deaths soared to a record $93,000 in 2020 during COVID. Drug ODs now being fueled by a massive rush over the border of fentanyl, among other things. Ten states have had at least 40% rise in overdose deaths over a 12-month period. Vermont, Kentucky, South Carolina, West Virginia, Louisiana, California, Tennessee, Nebraska, Arkansas, and Virginia drug overdose deaths in 2020 far outpaced COVID-19 deaths in San Francisco. And Greg Kelly noted this yesterday, and Donald Trump said it as well, that this was inevitable. To have any urgency about getting back to normal, he was concerned about the effect staying at home could have on people. Drug addiction, alcoholism, they could all rise, right? It makes sense. You know what you're going to have more than anything else? Drug addiction. You will see drugs being used like nobody's ever used them before, and people are going to be dying all over the place for, from drug addiction. Everything's closed up. You're in your house. You're not allowed to move. People are dying with that, too. You look at drug addiction. You look at suicides. You look at some of the things that are taking 93,000 people in place. People are dying that way, too. People are losing their jobs. They're committing suicide. There's depression, alcohol, drugs at a level that nobody's ever seen before. Now, if you're a member of the media, you just have to roll your eyes and dismiss anything that President Trump says. And they did. You talk about higher death. Are you, are you talking about suicide? Like, help us understand. I'm talking, is, about, is, is, is I'm talking risk, about many forms. Uh, is the risk it, here a depression? Is that what you're getting at? Mr. President, you've also said that at, at one point that you thought more people might die from the economic tragedies and the economic problems in America due to the coronavirus outbreak. What health officials are telling you that? And Dr. Fauci, could you speak to... How about common sense, you doofus? That, the idea that there might be mental health and suicide related to this, would that outpace at some point the virus's impact on this society? So skeptical all the time. They never gave him credit for, hey, he's the leader of the country. He's got some wisdom. He has maybe some common sense, more than they have, and access to information that they may not have. Take a look at this headline. It corresponds with their attitude in the briefing rooms. The White House effort to prove that staying home is as deadly as the coronavirus comes up short. Uh, take a look at these numbers, though, from the Centers for Disease Control out just recently today, U.S. drug overdoses, December 2019 to 2020, up 30%. 93,000 people. Okay, that's going to do it for the show today, guys. I greatly appreciate you uh, listening today. And uh, if you would, please subscribe to Apple Podcasts, the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. If you would, please... Leave a five-star review. That would be really, really wonderful. I appreciate it. And uh, they're coming in, and people are liking what I do here. Uh, Also, if you get a chance to, go to Stamps.com today, okay? Get your free four-week trial, get the scale, and and start uh, stopping going to the post office. (laughs) How about that? Just go to uh, Stamps.com, click on the microphone, and just type in Newsmax. That's the code if you want to save the money. A special message today before I go. Pray for the freedom-loving people of Cuba, and pray... 
that we do something to help them. This is an opportunity to free a country. This is a Berlin Wall moment. Pray for them. All right. Have a glorious day, guys. God bless you. God bless our military and our police. Remember Ashley Babbitt. And above all, ladies and gentlemen, say it with me. Don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.